If you're like me, you can't get enough John Mulaney, and that's good. Because during the Netflix is a Joke Festival, John Mulaney is presenting a brand new show called Everybody's in L.A. It's six live episodes created and starring John that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. This is going to be an unconventional show with very big special guests. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time only on Netflix. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find Sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced, premium flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes. Think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. The hunt is on for baggy jeans, Aquanet for that long, luxurious hair and a weird Cajun grandpa. We saw a hard target, so you know what that means. To celebrate the 1993 Jean-Claude Van Damme classic about the most dangerous game, Hunting Man. That's right. Tonight we will be talking about Lance Henriksen as Emile Fouchon, a man who hunts homeless people. And Jean-Claude Van Damme, who just kind of falls backwards into figuring out what's going on. All for $100 a day. It's John Woo's first English language film. And from what I can tell, I did watch it closely. 
It's the first time you don't see Jean-Claude Van Damme's ass. But you see boo indeed. Indeed. But if mullets were asses, we see a lot of ass. And that's all we're here to do. Talk about mullets. I can't wait to talk to you about this movie. I can't wait to just talk to you about Wilford Brimley. When a movie can surprise you at hour, tw- hour and 27 minutes in, I'm like, whoa. There is so much going on here, but I can't break it down alone. I need to break it down with my two co-hosts. Fresh out of the house, out of quarantine, please welcome Jason Manzoukas! What's up, jerks? How are we doing, New Orleans? And while there's not a balcony, there is a balcony-esque area. So give it up for the balcony monsters. These motherfuckers, everybody's topless. They are just, they have just been living on frozen daiquiris for a year. Yeah. So they're ready to go. These people are sloppy. (laughs) This city is sloppy. I don't mind saying it. Look at this woman in the front row is like, yes, we're so sloppy. You get me. I am just excited to be in air conditioning. So, (laughs) and now help me bring to the stage my other co-host, Miss June Diane Raphael. How are you, June? I'm doing well. How are you, Paul? I'm doing fine. Thank you for asking. Um, hard target, June. Thoughts? Okay. I, I don't know why we're doing this movie on this podcast and not on Spooled. Whoa. I, Whoa. Unspooled plug. I love... Well, I have an answer for you, June. It's because we don't do Unspooled. Well, I know we don't. We've never been asked. We're it's not a very long We've never been asked. list. We are on the banned unspooled, uh, unspooled list. God, but I love this movie. I don't... I, I, the, it, no notes, really. It's Except give me more. Exactly. It flew by. And Paul, you really prepped me, and I don't know if you were doing a practical joke, but you really warned me it's going to be an hour and 40 minutes. It's going to feel like two I just wanted you to be prepared. I don't know where you fall. Sometimes you don't like a John Woo movie, but maybe you do. I like this John Woo movie. All right, wow. And by the way, JCVD, perhaps never better. Never better. Never better. And and a city in which his accent somehow works. (laughs) The only place. All the the French Belgian people here in New Orleans know. I was like, I buy it. He fits here. Also, also, two things. Yeah. All of Act 3, he has no lines. No problem. <laughs> this movie, shockingly, no buns. That's no what buns. I was saying. And also, this is, this is a bunless 
Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Also, it takes a really long time for him to strip down into that tank top. You're right. When he finally takes off that billowy like, like a, shirt. Like a light it's like a, wash denim shirt. It's like yeah. a parachute that has been attached to his body. I can't get any read on his body the entire time because yeah. he, like between the hair, he feels like he is constantly in some... He's almost like a Mardi Gras. Well, he's flow. also wearing a duster. <laughs> he's yeah. wearing like a duster for yes. the first act. In the second act, he's wearing the shirt, the billowy shirt, the billowy pants, and then it's Always not a belt. the last five minutes that he comes down to and the camera drinks in his uh, Well, his we've been torso. waiting for it. We've been waiting for it. Maybe, yes. maybe John Woo's best movie for his aggressive slow-mo is just Jean-Claude Van Damme's body. Listen, I'll tell you, Jean-Claude Van Damme's work in this movie is, the, like you said, Jason, the best work he's ever done. There's nothing better. He's restrained... Well, I think all of his performances are restrained because it feels to me like his grasp on the English language is slight. And I don't say that in a derogatory way. Wow. I just don't think... Careful, Paul. You are making an enemy. Careful. Love him. Love him. But I don't don't think of him as a broad performer. Is he here? I do agree with you. He's not broad. It seems that no one ever taught him the word dad in English. Oh. Because he loves saying daddy, I'm helping her look for her daddy. I'm I'm going to help you find your daddy. (laughs) But him saying the word... Every time I was like, ooh. It's so uncomfortable. Why it's so weird is because they're saying like, her father was killed. And he's like, we found your daddy. It's like, well, hold on. Now, let's it, just, we, if, we're talking about a dead man. We can't call the dead man yeah. It would make daddy. sense if, if <laughs> Natalie's character was 11. Sure. Yeah, no, it was, I was like, oh, this movie, it, again, because they don't try and saddle him with a ordinary man job or a regular Joe kind of, in the other movies, he's like yeah. a firefighter. He's like a guy in the world who has to interact with real people. He's just like, a vigilante, essentially. He's just it, a poor person. I mean, that's, yes. this I mean, movie is about the rich hunting the poor against shit. their knowledge. Really, I have well, a lot of issues with is, the game. Well, we're going to talk about the game of it all. Ooh, First, the most they, they actually, game. it is the most dangerous game of all, and they don't want just any old poor person. No. no. They want a poor person with a military background. But they're yes. not going to give they him... They want a worthy competitor. <laughs> yeah. But they don't give the competitor anything except five minutes five minutes you'd be like what are you gonna do like give okay. him a gun give him give- i, I want to kept on wanting to say is like you all have cars you have a fleet like oh, this have, is not mad they, they have like they're like a literally a hunting party except their dogs are guys on motorcycles and they have yeah you know, like um uh, uh, Mr. Pick is like uh, ra- the head of the thing and by the way Mr. Land- Pick the mummy from the Mummy. Oh, oh I oh, love I him. Place him, but goddamn, if Lance Hendrickson isn't just oh, what a performance! It what a performance! Constantly in this movie. Amazing. Lance Hendrickson is now, I think, my favorite. How did this get made? Actor, not because he's bad, it's because no matter what movie, he is amazing. He also fun because I also recently uh, watched uh, Aliens, and he is. At the right, he understands every time what movie he's in. Yes. And adjusts accordingly. 
You know, like here, he's like, oh, got it. This is enormous and preposterous. <laughs> I can do that. Yeah. And then aliens, he's like, what's going on? Okay, I can do that. He's so android. understated. He literally was a fan of John Woo and was like, put me in your movie. John Woo did. And he said the only note he ever got from John Woo, he said, how do you want me to play my character? And he goes, you hunt the weak. He goes, got it. <laughs> Never took another note. And by the way, amazing. Unnecessary because he crushes. He's so good in He's this. incredible. He is, he is so great. I want to talk about one thing. I know I'm bringing it up early, but there's a moment in this movie, and we won't get to the end, but I just want to talk about Lance, oh. where he is on fire. Yeah. Here's the thing. That wasn't supposed to happen. Whoa. Lance Henriksen caught fire during the movie, did not break character, and they left it all in the film. His jacket caught fire, and he's like, fuck it, we're going. And that's why he looks like he did have some, like, sort of gel on him so he wouldn't, like, fully ignite. That was not supposed to happen. And John Woo's like, yeah, he didn't break character, so we left it all in. That's and that wow. I mean, someone should have yelled cut. That's why he says, what, you? what are you guys... Because the other actors, if you watch that scene again, and we don't have it, but if you watch that scene again, he says to the other actors, like, go, get out of here. This is why you're paying money. Because the other actors were in shock. They're like, what the fuck is going on? The lead actor of this movie is on fire. And, he's, and he, like, gave them an exit. Like, go, get out of here. Ticks off the jacket. It was the same thing it. on Aliens. He wasn't supposed to get ripped in half, and he just got he ripped just in it. half. And he was like, let's roll on it. I'll, I'll force my blood to be a milky, viscous substance, and we'll just do it. This is the one thing I wanted to talk to you both about. The movie opens up in... <laughs> I mean, it opens up in the French Quarter, and no one is on the street. The only time I've seen that is at 8 a.m. in the, the morning. The whole movie. The whole movie, the streets of New Orleans are empty, which the- is legitimately impossible, because there is always either a wasted person or a corpse somewhere on these streets. I've never seen the What do you guys know, though? When the the, when, well, streets. wait a second, Paul. When the police go on strike, everyone goes home. <laughs> right? I forgot the police were on strike. Oh, that's, yeah, really? The police... What's so once, interesting. Once our detective gets murdered, the police are nowhere to be found. Even, well, even before then, they're pro- I was obsessed with the detective. I thought she was amazing. Me? I was actually really obsessed she was murdered so early on. But this is where John Woo, I think he, he's fantastic. Giving her that little moment of blowing out the birthday candle. Yeah. Genius. How funny, though, that she full, first puts it, it lit in a desk Hilarious. Floor. And I was like, I, oh, they're never going to come back to that. I was like, but what was also mo- like, we never get to understand because it looks like her entire force is protesting and on strike outside, except for her. Um, and we don't really understand her position on this no. union battle that they're in. Without cops, the city stops, baby. Well, right, but I guess she's like, no, we should be defunded. Like, yeah. we... Without cops, maybe things would be better. Yeah, but exactly. I was Without like, cops, I agree. maybe things would be better. <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by 
Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough. But Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival, and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie-cutter places. And I went on Airbnb, and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes! That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today's episode is brought to you by Cap'n Crunch. Who said the kids get to have all the breakfast fun time? Break away from the ordinary with Cap'n Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but a tasty bowl of Cap'n Crunch is an escape from morning monotony. Enjoy the bold flavors like original Cap'n Crunch, Crunch Berries, Oops All Berries, and Peanut Butter. Plus, the crunch you love is now available in cinnamon, and it is delicious. Even in a sea of milk, the crunch of Cap'n Crunch is epic. Yes, my family is all in on the cinnamon Captain Crunch. I didn't think you could make it better, but they did. I love my Captain Crunch, and now I love sharing it with my kids. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. Get Captain Crunch's new cinnamon crunch now at a retailer near you, and learn more at CaptainCrunch.com. By the way, I do. I want to talk about this opening because, you know, uh, basically Lance Hendrickson is funding this hunt, right? It's very similar to that movie that we did about time travel where they hunt dinosaurs. And Here, also, apparently, an upcoming Mickey Rourke movie. Well, I mean, they've done this version of, like, let's hunt humans. But this one, it feels like they really didn't let the humans in on it, or at least what we've seen. And I love the guy who's like, my thing is arrows. arrows? I want to hunt with arrows. And arrows I thought, from a rifle. Oh, right. Arrows were being shot out of a rifle barrel. Now, the poster of this movie, the arrow plays like, all right, oh, he's going to be hunted by the arrow guy. That arrow guy is like a side, I mean, not okay. even a side character. Can I confess something? Yeah. I thought that that customer was Steven Seagal for a long time. By the way, can I say something? Yeah. I watched most of Hard Target last night, okay? Yeah. I finished it today so it would be fresh. I turned it off. I turned on the TV in my hotel room playing Steven Seagal's Under Siege. And I was like, 
Yes. And I'm now going to say we must. We got to do We must. Cigar. When we play a live show on a naval vessel, we are going to do Steven Seagal's Under Siege. That's the best one. I Tommy mean, I Lee think. Jones, Gary Busey. It's next level. And when we play our next train show, we'll play Under Siege 2 with Eric Bogosian as the bad guy. Uh. So let's just go back for a second to the the love story between um, Yancey Yancey and Jean-Claude because I was also expecting it and I felt like, oh wow, they bailed on it because of her mouth situation. (laughs) And because the mouth situation was tough because it was there in some scenes and it wasn't there in others. That's the way herpes works. (laughs) Sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. But what's really confusing is like, well, they were probably shooting the movie out of order, so it really does seem to come and go. You know, it's there, and then it's not there, but I'm like, oh, he must have... It is New Orleans. That's true. That's true. But I was like, I guess Jean-Claude, like, just didn't want to make out with her, which I understand. That, the cheek kiss now makes way more sense, because it looks like he's going in for a makeout, and instead he goes to the side and gives her a cheek kiss. But by the way, the cheek kiss is after his friend died. She's like, oh, let me kiss him. Like, it wasn't the right time. This movie didn't really understand. Like, it's like, oh, your friend just died. Give me those lips. <laughs> Give me those big old Give me those Belgian lips. lips or nips. Lips. Okay. I mean, Give Me Those Nips works in New Orleans, too. Somebody well, just gave us these things here. By the way, I will say this. Uh, just before we get off the cop for too long, they do hold on her blowing out the candle for way too long, like it's like some sort of Eddie Murphy movie where it's like, I wish that I run out of words. <laughs> like, and I was thinking, is this movie about like a cop who's like, I wish I got a great case. <laughs> and then that was like, because they, they, they really hold on the wish. So do you think that this movie's plot is her birthday wish yes. come true? Yes. <laughs> wow. She's like, the Honestly? department's on strike. I'm at work. I hope I get a good case. She should have wished that I survive. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Or maybe she did want it to be her last year on Earth. By the way, she oh, there's got... there's people over there. Yeah. By the way, okay. she, gets, she gets shot... Seemingly, she gets shot in the arm. And he's like, leave her. She's dead. I'm like, really? <laughs> really? You're that like, was he so tough. He cut bait on her... Hard. So quick. I thought for She's sure... Dead. I thought for sure... She was going to come back Me in too. in the third act, having survived that. Me but too. once Wilfred Brimley showed up, I was like, oh, no, it's him now. He's yeah. taking the place of, like, the third person. I know. It was just shocking because I don't think they expected that actress to be so good. good and watchable. It's like, oh, we really did care about her. And she's been left dead on the yes. street. And she and Jean-Claude Van Damme had a good a chemistry. Lovely rapport. Good, like, like, we're partners in solving a crime. Uh, Natalie is just along for the ride. Yes. Like, it would have been smarter to pair them up. A thousand percent. And at a certain point, I was like, why are you still here, Nat? Like, what? I wrote that. What's up? Why is Natalie still here? Your daddy daddy is dead. (laughs) Daddy's dead. She's got to see Your daddy is daddy. (laughs) Now, I will say... Your daddy is daddy. I will say the sex scenes between uh, Emile Fouchon and Pick... Uh, that is uh, Lance Henderson and Arnold Vissalou were great. Those are really great. <laughs> that, their relationship, I love, like they do it in Lethal Weapon too, where they just call someone by their last name. They're like, what do you think, Mr. Fouchon? Get like, I love like, yeah. well, like, it's like, it's the best bad guy way to refer to somebody by their 
Mr. So-and-so. Like, it's you know, the best, yes. I, I loved, loved it. I loved all the bad, again, all the bad guys knew exactly what movie they were in, mm-hmm. and they did the right thing by Wonderful. minimizing Van Damme's dialogue so that he's just a kicking, punching, shooting machine. No quips, no dialogue, no... Ex- he doesn't have to carry exposition. Yeah. Beyond the first act, when he has to interact with the... The toughs at the at the diner yeah. and that stuff. Beyond that, he really has basically no lines, which is wow. I guess that's awesome. right. I just would have wished they had thought to put his bare butt in it. That I was mean, a but but that was a mistake. What they do do, and I said this in the beginning of the do, show. But what they do but do. what they do do is give him the best mullet of all time. And I want his to pull introduction up. Scene, his introduction scene in the diner where they're focusing on the mullet, the eyes, the earring, before they give you a full shot of him, next level. I mean, we have some clips of his mullet right here. These are some, video, some stills of some mullet look. Here we go. This is how we're introduced to the mullet from behind. By the way, I don't mind it at all so far. It looks wet. I thought it was Aquanet. It might be sweat. Then we it's get this. It's just the humidity of Narlins. Narlins. <laughs> oh, he's like, I have a crawdad. Give me that crawdad. If, if he had a... Down in he, the bayou. If he had a mullet like this, Narlins, what would his mullet look like? Because I feel like it would frizz out. This is a... Like, he would have, like, almost a full perm. I'll say this. My hair is thriving in this Oh, okay. City. All right. I bet it is. Thriving. The I humidity, bet it is. The humidity is... Gold for these curls. Are you kidding? He looks okay. dynamite. Except yeah, he... this looks sopping wet. But listen, <laughs> he's just been in like a full-on fighter. Wow. I got to start wearing my hair like that? I think, I mean, the way it caresses If I'd really him, been bold, I would have styled my hair like that for the show. It was so interesting because at one point I was like, is there hair up there or is it all just back? There is hair there up is. there, but it's so the entire movie. I mean, at one point he's standing on top of a motorcycle. Yeah, he's a stone cold hunk. Absolutely. By the way, this you guy just, is gorgeous. By the, way, by just, the way, that's the other thing that I was worried about, Paul, with um, Yancey was I don't know if he felt threatened by her hair. See, this is a point. You know? Yeah. Because this. This scene, we could talk about for the rest of the night. <laughs> I, I want to get into the snake biting thing, but I want to talk about the hair for one more second because I'm realizing that Lance Henriksen has done two movies in which he has played the bad guy with mulleted men, and that is Stone Cold and oh, this. Wow. Two very different mullets, two, but also... Yeah, two very different men. I mean, like... I mean, he's anti-mullet. I guess Lance is the mullet killer, or they, they are... I, mean, I wonder if there's a third that we... That we might, if there's a third that we need to find and do, we need to, because that is... Complete the trilogy. The case, yeah, the, the complete the Lance Hendrickson versus mulleted man trilogy. I guess you could make a point that Sigourney Weaver kind of has a curly mullet. <laughs> so that would be alien. But he's not against her. He's, oh, I he's guess her you're ally. right. Alien 3, is he against her? I don't know. Again, I lost I can't count. express to everybody here how much JCVD's look is accentuated and like, um, w- like worshipped by John Woo's slow-mo. 
You know, yeah, like it fetishizes him in a way that is so impactful for the movie. How they'll go to slow mo arbitrarily, just in any way for any motion. Paying for gumbo. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. There were many times. There were many times I was like, "Oh, we're in slow mo." Like June, look alive, and I'd watch the scene, and then I'd think, "Huh." I don't know why we. I don't know what I was. I don't know why we were in it slow mo for that. It is interesting because John Woo is primarily known for like gun action, and Jean Claude Van Damme is known for like thigh and leg action. And so what I did like was the bridging of the gap, which is he like pulls, <laughs> he pulls back his trench coat like I a, like a cowboy scene. would reveal a yeah. six shooter, just to reveal scene. his upper thigh. That was, a lot of, that was amazing. You guys, that was amazing. Again, it's incredible. That was amazing. Because there are a lot of, like, uh, 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 um, there are a lot of Western tropes inside of this. Yes. Like, you know, and, yeah. and, and it's great, and, it, and I love it. But that's a perfect one because what he's showing off and showcasing isn't his gun. He's like, when you're ready to go, my leg's ready. <laughs> yeah. My leg's ready for he's kicking. So my leg wonderful. is loaded. Locked and loaded. He takes, at one point, I feel like somebody else's leg, he takes the head of somebody, like, he doesn't even use his own body to beat up two guys. Like, he just holds one guy's head and slams it into another guy's leg, I feel like. There's, like, a moment. There are so many scenes where where Jean-Claude Van Damme kicks and punches men in helmets that are meant to survive high-impact accidents. And that would, one man is coming at him on a motorcycle at like, I don't know, 25, 30 miles an hour. John Claude Van Damme is like, quabam! And <laughs> takes the guy out, helmet style. John Claude Van Damme's shin or whatever would have disintegrated. He, at that speed coming at him, he would have been like, kablam! And his, his entire leg would have been like, dust. Yeah. Well, that's he does that at least 10 times in the movie. Yeah, and that's what's interesting about the movie is like we're showcasing different types of weapons, you know, rifles that have arrows in them, actual bow and arrows, guns, machine guns. That grenades. And, yeah. and grenades and JCVD's thighs. Yes. Like it's, they're really no ass, set up as thighs. the scariest. Oh, and JCVD is also... He, he can wield a shotgun. He can wield a handgun upside down. Bow, 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 bow. Well, I was like, you can't aim this way. No <laughs> way. I felt like there was a point in this movie where John Woo gave up and said, fuck it, we're going to guns again. Yeah. Like he was I like, know. we did your legs. Let's go do what I'm good at. Like, I got, I got you the two shots with your legs. Let's, let's go guns. Because there are some great gunfights in here. And it is odd because you don't really see... JCVD working with guns. I will say this. Throughout watching this, and I know JCVD, and he's an attractive man, you said. You know, you know him? him well? No, I don't know him well. No. Wait, are you best friends with JCVD? I would ask your daddy. <laughs> um, I just am at the point in my notes where I wrote, all caps, he keeps using the word daddy. Don't use daddy. <laughs> but listen, what I wanted to discuss was um, Yancey's fashions because they were really scratching an itch to me. Like, I haven't seen white tights. And, like, seeing white tights and a French braid just really, and, like, a coach bag, brown coach bag, 
For me, it really scratched an itch. I also love inside of all, a lot of the um, moments of importance, a lot of the moments of like like fight explosions and 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 little montages and stuff. This movie has one of my favorite tropes that we find in our movies, which is searing electric guitar solos wow. over the action. Oh, yeah. So it's like once that fight outside the diner starts, it's like. But it's got like a real bayou vibe here. Now, there, speaking of the bayou. Yeah. Speaking of. Yeah, speaking, speaking of, of the, bayou, the bayou. No gators in this movie. No gators, which I was shocked by. Um, I, I, I don't know horses to live in the bayou, but I don't know that they don't also. So that could be. A lot be, of bayou horses. <laughs> I, I, I but, think there are horses in the bayou. Great. But I'm also like. The fact that we just accept the information that JCVD grew up in the bayou? I couldn't tell if grew that up? was the case. But my assumption is yes. No, but he says that. Well, he, he says so I, I was that. raised I mean, he by grew my up. Wilfred Brimley is his uncle, or just does he refer his to him? His uncle, and he was let, raised let, 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 in the bayou. This is Lance Hendrickson explaining JCVD's background. Silver Star. Marine Force Recon. He joined the merchant service after he got out. His captain was smuggling opium. This pose, incredible. When Boudreau found out, he threw the man overboard. He's been looking for work ever since. He's obviously not someone we should underestimate. He was raised in the bayous by his uncle. I think Mr. Boudreau would make a very interesting quarry. Maybe I should uh, pay him a visit? No, no. Send a couple of lads down there to have a chat with him, won't you, Pat? Yeah. I love this movie. So good. Perfect. I love that they're Perfect on two film. couches having this conversation. Perfect. They're not looking at each other. John Woo's framing it so you see both of their faces, and they're not looking at each other, it's... which is actually so smart because they're great. And they're just yeah. talking about this man. How did he get this information? They grew up with his uncle. How would that be on file? How would they get that so quickly? Why is JCVD on the second porch balcony reading a coroner's report standing? It seems uncomfortable to look through photos and read evidence JCVD, when you can't put anything on a table. JCVD feels in this moment, in this, the way this movie cuts together, it's as if he's listening to them. He feels as though he, and, 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 and late in the movie, JCVD has a series of flashbacks for scenes he was He's not, not in. in. Oh, okay. I, I know. And they kn- do that a lot where he has information or knowledge that we, the audience, have, but he, yeah. chance, does not. By the way, it's like Spaceballs when they pull up the movie of Spaceballs. So, like, he has access to Hard Target, the movie. He's like, what happened? I need to find out before I do this next. Got it. Now, I will tell you this. Nate Kiley does all of our research for this, and he's amazing. So this movie, apparently, when delivered, was a Lance Henriksen movie. It was more focused on Lance Henriksen. Like, it was like... The the guy who runs the hunt and blah, blah, blah. And JCVD was like, oh, the thorn in my side. And JCVD saw it and was like, what the fuck? I'm JCVD. And he recut the movie to cut Lance down and out or to a smaller role. But I do love that John Woo signed on and was like, 
you're in the JCVD business, I'm in the Lance Henriksen business. Yeah. And it, what got and released is kind of a nice mix because he does carry himself like a lead. He really oh, does. Yeah. And he's the more compelling, it's the more well, compelling I, com- performance. Here's where, I, when I first was introduced to his character, I was like, I, I, he's so fascinating to watch. But it's also like, at the end of the day, he is a bad guy. But he's also an entrepreneur. Yes. And he is doing he, he this. He sees a hole in the market. Yes. And he fills sees it. the white space. And he goes to fill it. And I'm like, okay. So, and then he's at towards the end, really. he really is. He Most is. People, he's, a, he's a hunting disruptor. Most and, people are out yeah. here hunting animals. He's like, what? Well, check me. And, uh, and then he started WeWork. <laughs> but then at the end, he's also like, creating this fire sale special for all of the past customers to come in. But he's in. charging them. Like, he got into some shit. He's like, uh, you, you have to pay for this. Like, he made them pay. It was he great. He had the whole third act. JCVD kills conservatively four dozen bad guys. They, Lance Hendrickson seems to have unlimited bad guys on retainer, all of whom have wild wow. outfits on. And Thank that's you, why, honestly, coming. I wish we could get Marcus Limonis on this show. Uh, from the you profit, want to sell the hunt? From the profit on, on MSNBC because um, how much of a margin is he making? He was like, he's I, paying off the coroner. He's, he's paying Pick. He he's playing to the pay two the motorcycle guys. And also, all of those dogs, all yes. of the heavies must be making. He's also having to, every once in a while, pick up his entire operation and move it to a different country, which absolutely. has to be cutting into his market. Oh, well, especially if you're taking all those guys. That's food. That's per diem. Well, see, but that's where Marcus Lemonis could come in. He could hook them up with Simply Greek. He could hook them up with his sporting right. store for all their weapons. But guys, guys, could, what you're not realizing is this. The way he cuts the overhead is by shooting them in the face. <laughs> That's the way he and makes his back gun, his money. His gun is a pistol. That it's a musket. Shoots, that shoots, uh, what's the, some, one of these dummies <laughs> knows that we're in the South, there's a gun nut here. What, what is he shooting? It's not a shotgun. That's what I wrote too, but those aren't it's shotgun It's like a musket, shells. right? It's not a musket. Not it's a, a pistol musket. that shoots what? So, one of you raise your hand or I will come All right, out there I, I see somebody there. The- hold on, hold on. I got this person. I'm going to give it to you right there. Yes. It's a, it's a contender pistol. It's a single shot break barrel pistol. They sold them in a number of calibers, but that one in particular is a 4570 uh, round, a, which is a, a giant guy. round they used to use to hunt buffalo. It goes back to like Whoa. the 1850s. It's a <laughs> massive bullet. A this massive guy, This guy's our gun guy. Thank you for showing me that gentleman back there. What I, and what I thought about, it's interesting you say that, because what I thought about that, and I wrote it in my notes, is this gun could have been a contender. <laughs> Here's the thing, people. Walmart Plus is the membership that saves you time and money on the stuff you'd expect, but also on the stuff you don't. Let me explain. Did you know with your Walmart Plus membership, you can save money on gas? Yeah. Save gas while you drive the kiddos to soccer practice. Plus, visit your in-laws. Plus, venture into the wilderness. Plus, wherever you want to go. Because Walmart Plus also saves you time and money with 
free delivery, perfect for ordering new remote batteries or coffee when somebody finishes it without telling you. And then, you know, it's all your snacks that you have stored in the back of that pantry for movie night. How dare they? Plus, you can actually even save on the actual movies with a Paramount Plus subscription. Stream Top Gun Maverick plus Mean Girls plus Jack Reacher plus so much more because savings is what this whole Walmart Plus membership is all about anyways. Members save on gas plus free delivery plus Paramount Plus plus so much more. Start a free 30-day trial at www.walmartplus.com. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions, $35 order minimum, Paramount Plus essential plan only, separate registration required. Today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. You know, there are things that we need to get off our chest. Maybe someone in your life, a loved one, is driving you crazy, but they don't mean to be driving you crazy. And you want to vent and you want to get it out, but you just don't want to drop it on them because you're not really mad at them. Maybe you're mad at yourself. Because we all have these things that set off our stressors, right? We keep them bottled up and they start to affect us. And we start to then affect other people because our energy is off. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, you get matched, and then guess what? If you don't like your therapist, you can switch to another licensed therapist at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bonkers today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bonkers. I was traveling with my kids. We stopped to get breakfast at Shake Shack and my kids said, mom said, we can have milkshakes. And I was so tired. It didn't make sense to me, but I was like, if June says the kids can have milkshakes, I'll get them milkshakes. I got them milkshakes. June's like, I never said that. And you know what? I felt ripped off. I felt ripped off by my own kids. And that's the feeling I never like to have. I never like to get ripped off by anyone. And that's why Harry's started their company of Harry's Razors, because they saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry. And they decided to do something better. That's right. They decided to do a razor that had a great price, high customer satisfaction, that had a no-risk trial, and they have other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors, okay? I love the body wash, and they have deodorant that smells damn good. I gotta tell you, I love these razors. They are perfect, and now I am a paying subscriber. That's right. So do not settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3. That's right. Go to harrys.com slash bonkers. That's harrys.com slash bonkers for a $3 trial set. Can I just show my favorite scene in the movie? Because again, I talked about what makes a great bad guy. We have a moment where Lance Henriksen is calling uh, Pick by his last name. This is the scene that brought it home. And is Pick's last name Van Cleef? I believe. Uh, his name is Pick Van Cleef. And yes. that is, this movie is constantly referencing, John Woo is constantly referencing uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. Yes. He's doing like the close-up of the eyes, like the Henry Ford uh, shot. He's constantly close doing... Close-up of the mullet. Callbacks. Yeah, exactly. He's doing callbacks to, to that movie, and Lee Van Cleef is in that movie. Yes. So uh, this not is Henry Ford, Pick, Lee Van Cleef. Right? Yeah, Lee Van Pick Cleef. Van Cleef. Yeah. So this is the scene. Forget the fact that they're talking about don't contact us on telex i don't know what the fuck telex is i understand that yes you shouldn't probably talk about hunting a human on a fax machine but watching 
Lance Henriksen play a piano like he's hard fucking. Yeah. <laughs> and then the best, the best part of it is when it cuts back to him and he turns around to tell the guy, hey, are you ready to hunt a human being? The piano is closed. The keyboard is closed. The cover is over the keys. I was like, okay. He was done. Here, take a look at... You can even hear it in the way he plays. You'll deposit $500,000 in our account in a bank in the Cayman Islands. Do not refer to our agreement by telex or in conversations on the phone. You'll be provided with a guide. So angry. And the weapon of your choice. Naturally, we'll dispose of the body and provide you with an out-of-town airtight alibi. Don't worry, Mr. Zanan. All you have to do is point and shoot. Keyboard open. Oh, and then oh, we don't cut. It reverses and it's closed. Anyway. But he is looking at himself in the mirror while playing a piano and he's not looking at the keys. It is like Bishop from Alien doing that knife game. Like, bum, 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 oh, bum, see, bum, I bum, feel bum. like it is him fucking. Yo, yes. It's like a, this is a sex scene for him yeah. where he's yes. just like, I'm not even going to look at you. I'm going <laughs> to jump doing my thing. Yeah, this is the only sex scene in the movie. Yes. And it's the best sex scene I've ever seen. Oh, that's why. Definitely. Yeah, that's why I had to finish it today. I came in yeah. this scene, fell asleep. I know. And like, had to get up today and be like, I guess I'm going to watch the rest of them. Yeah. I mean, ah. our kids are traveling with us right now. And I was like, guys, don't come in. Not, yeah. not right now. Uh, I have to say this. There is. <laughs> I just want to talk about the game, the, the most dangerous game, um, because I guess what I really find odd about this movie is. It's so one-sided. Like, it's like, hey, do you want me to put, like, a, a puppy in front of you and give you a shotgun? Like, like, at one point, a guy almost starts aiming at the game before the game even starts. Like, hey, hey, put the gun down, I buddy. love that that like, guy is, like, he looks like a dentist from Cleveland, and he's wearing just, like, a regular trench coat, <laughs> and, but has, like, a super high-tech gun. It's like, yeah. they're off. It's not just people who, who were, like, like trained for this they just seem no. to have the money and are like oh, oh, give They're me a hobbyists. gun and I'll shoot a guy well it also seems like we're all okay with hunting uh, humans hunting other humans we just wish it were more evenly Fair. matched Fair. yeah we I, like I guess like I guess 10 I, years away from this being a reality <laughs> I mean in my mind I guess like the thought would be like wouldn't it be fun no, not for me. <laughs> but wouldn't it like? Wouldn't the thing be like? Oh, you actually have to track this person. You have to do it. It's like they really just like. I guess maybe that's what no, hunting is. No, I think is. you're that's right. What hunting because is. the dogs get the they, they the dogs get but, the animals into an area where it's and they where flush you them can, out. Yeah, exactly. But I think what you're saying though is true, which is it, I, it it should be that they are marketing this to skilled hunters, and yeah, that okay. doesn't seem to be the case. It seems that they are just trying to sell this to people who want to kill people. It's yes. like... That is different. Like, they, there's they a are, hunter... They're, they're mar yes, they are marketing this to people who, like, want the thrill of ending a human life, life. Not who want the challenge of hunting right. the yeah. most dangerous and, and And when you see the <laughs> weapons, you're like, why do they have such good weapons but are such bad hunters? Like, there's one hunter who is dressed in, like, um, like striped 
like Zubaz pants from like the Super Bowl in 1986, and he's hunting while smoking a cigar, which is a, a surefire way of like they're hunting a human. They can smell that cigar. Like that's not like yeah. that's not going to be good for stealth. <gasps> they're also, <laughs> and this it really I cannot overstate this enough. They are doing it in the city of New Orleans. <laughs> they're not. They're hunting. They're hunting party cars. I mean, Lance Hendrickson is in a convertible. The other guys are in a truck. The dogs are on motorcycles, and they're not like out in the bayou. They're not out in the country. No, they're not chasing no. people through the bogs and marshes of this area. They are like yeah. on Bourbon Street, midday, <laughs> midday, midday, yeah. hunting, blowing people away. And I think the reason that the um, the movie introduces the police strike is. That it's lawless. Oh, but the city percent. is just lawless. But it also is like, and no tourism. Like, literally, there's no one on these streets. When they kill that guy, like, didn't you forget to say goodbye to me? Boom, blows his head <laughs> off. And then, by the way, he goes to blow that guy's head off and brings like 12 people with him. Like, he had, an, uh, these people are all about unfair advantages. It's like, I'm gonna just go blow a guy's head off. Can I get like 12 guys just to get my back on this one, just in case? Like, and that, that guy is my favorite guy, the guy that they karate chop in the belly, get Holy up, you fat fuck. Where Lance, I'm obsessed with how he sleeps. I've never seen he an needs adult a CPAP sleep big stack. time. Well, first of all, I'm like, is this an, was that an afternoon nap or was that because he's sleeping fully clothed with both arms up? And, oh, he's starfishing that bed hard. For sure, but I do, I was fascinated by it because I'm like, oh, when I used to watch like, our, our children sleep as babies, you know, lots of times they would put both arms up and it's, it's one of the most vulnerable positions you could now, find yourself in. what if in. I said the same sentence? When I used to watch your children <laughs> sleep when they were babies, but is it as sweet? It was sweet? such an interesting character choice. Your, are you guys leaving? No, there's the bars open. Oh, okay. Oh, they're like, out. What? Oh, <laughs> they are leaving? Yeah, wow, they only gave them okay. some. Get... All right, okay, there. Okay, we love you too. If two people Quite want to come right. from the back, two seats yeah, in the front seats. just opened up. Back row. Let's turn on the house lights. Oh, they whoa. Had to oh. Wow, they really I, only. I, you know wow. what? I totally understand that they have to go, and that's fine. We started a little late. and But you know what? I really appreciated that he loved us. I and did you know too. what? I'm willing to say I love you back. Thank yes. you. Thank people you for leaving with People have to go. Babysitters, I get it. Babysitters, dinner reservations, hour 45, we're out. These guys Understood. win. Understood. Now, your seat, now your, those seats are open. Well, I, I will say this, that that guy, they cut off his ear, they beat him up a lot, but I do want to talk about two things about that guy. First of all, one of the badass and weird moves to me was Lance Henriksen washing his hand in his fishbowl, which <laughs> felt more unsanitary from Lance's side. Like, I'll wash my hand Lance in your fishbowl, you fat leaves, fuck. Like, leaves so much evidence at every crime scene. His blood is in the fishbowl. Um, well, there's point no when, police, Jason. You have to I remember they're true. on at strike. At one point, he takes the bullet casing out of his gun after he shoots a guy in the cemetery and just throws it on the ground. To he make sure he touches it rail. before, yeah, he doesn't shake it out. The other thing that got me is th this man who is uh, constantly beat up by Lance Hendrickson. He runs, um, he basically gives people flyers to pass out for uh, phone sex lines. But when the wide-eyed girl 
finds it in her dad's like luggage. She lo- she's so shocked, and I couldn't tell. Is she shocked that she thinks her dad is doing phone sex, running a phone sex line? I think like, she's I- just shocked by the imagery and the okay. the craziness yeah. of it so much so that someone has to say to her, uh, Chance Boudreaux says to her, "Don't worry, he passed these out for money. This yeah. is not." I, I, uh, the one thought I had during this movie, because they get lost in the bayou at one point, and it's the most manicured bayou I've ever seen. Like, it is a full trailhead. And, and she's like, oh my God, I can't walk anymore. I'm like, you're walking by, like, the Children's Museum of New Orleans here. Like, this is, this is a, a paved area. She's like, oh, oh God, I can't stand the bayou. And I was like, wouldn't it be great if they were just wearing shorts? Like, Jean-Claude Van Damme in, like, short shorts, like Magnum shorts would have yeah. been great. I would have liked it. Yeah. I did love the 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 undercurrent storyline, which is the homeless are fundamentally ignored. Yes. Like the yes. people of the city, the poor people of the city are constantly being victimized, and the homeless, especially, especially when Elijah is being hunted. And yes. he's in the middle of I I'm gonna say Bourbon Street, but you know, that area. He's of in North. the French Quarter. He's in the French exactly. That's I'm sorry, that's what I wasn't remembering. And he is there, and there's so many people, and he's just trying to get them to help, and they won't help him. Now in Marini, that would happen, but not in the French Quarter. <laughs> and then now that he scene is, is shot haunting. A I mean a thousand times. That scene is absolutely haunting it's and really, so well done. It is a a great scene, and you know who's in that scene? Sam Raimi. Oh, Sam Raimi's a producer on this movie. And I found out from Nate that the Universal Studios was so nervous about John Woo directing an English film that they made Sam Raimi stay on set every day just in case he fucked up. Oh, that's interesting. Was this... John Woo's first American movie? Yes, first English language film. Oh, I didn't know that. And I saw that. I tried to jump... Broken Arrow? Yeah. Then we would do three. Travolta, Christian Slater. Let's do it. Samantha Mathis. But, Love Samantha Mathis. But he Samantha Mathis. Oh, pump up the volume, guys. One of the best. We'll never do it because it's flawless. It's great. Yeah, that's for unspooled. I guess, I guess that's Paul an and unspooled. Amy will tackle that. But Maybe we could you do can cuffs. Talk to Paul we Thomas do. Anderson about pump up the volume. PT, PTA wants to do cuffs. He wants to do cuffs? Christian Slater's other movie? Where he's a, a, a police adjacent. A character. real deep cut. Again, we're cutting all of this. Um. When, when, um, that, when, when his buddy gets shot in the French Quarter, it's in the mid... The, everything's happening. It's like you said, it is a beautiful shot. And no one seems to worry, like, because Peck or Pick, like, just goes up to the body. He's like, hey, what's going on here? I'm going to just take this money. The bad, the bad guys and- are not phased at all by the fact that they've committed a murder in broad daylight in the French Quarter where every, there's tourists everywhere, I'm assuming because the police are on strike. I guess. Pick walks up with his Spyderco knife, and he's like, that guy gets it. And he's like, zip, get, boop, take the 10 grand, we're walking away. They are, they, New Orleans in this movie, and even still today, is dot, 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 lawless? <laughs> I was really curious about the 10 grand belt. And just like, oh, that's interesting. Is that belt, I mean, Jason, you'll surely have something to say about this, but is that, was it made for money? Like a little money belt? 
Or He's, they call it a money belt, and there's such a thing as a money belt. Yeah, there there's a money belt, are, but there are not there belts. Are money belts. There are belts that have tools in them built into the well, belt. Well, but there's not a belt like that. Oh, where we're every, getting gear talk. We now. are That's talking about gear, but where every. Yeah, because this belt was. I was like, oh, it must be repurposed as a ten grand money belt. But there's no way no. you're making a manufacturer's making a belt that just has pouches oh, all around it for, I for money. What, what I think is that it's a belt. Yes, I think you're right. I don't think it is meant to be a, a belt mon- a to giant hold 10 money grand, belt. but I think it is something that has been made to hold to be a... Different thing. Uh, doesn't doesn't or, Charles or, Grodin... Or it is custom, they made it so that it could hold that amount Doesn't of money. Charles Grodin... I don't think they sell it like... I don't think you could order it from Amazon, the 10 I mean, I'm belt. curious. Well, you never know. Amazon Basics Although, might have it. SDR I will say this. Travel does make a tote bag uh, or a, a kit bag that holds $1 million in U.S. currency. Wow. <laughs> really? But, but wait, doesn't Charles Grodin and Midnight Run have about $10,000 in his money belt? Yes. So there you go. It works. Money no one questions hold, it money belts, money belts can hold what, I mean, it's just a matter of. The denominations. Uh, yeah, if you have, yeah, if you have enough high bills, you can fit more in it. It wasn't all singles. Now, if it was singles, it would be, a, that would probably be. Well, a New Orleans is a city that runs on singles. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's the thing. You're uh, disgusting. They're hunting, they're hunting through the bayou, and this is maybe. Where I mean, there's so and many things to talk about. Let's not say hunting; they're murdering sure. through the bayou. And Jean Claude Van Damme fights a lot of people, but he also fights a fucking snake. Let's take a look at this moment where he fights a snake. This was to me, I did not know about this moment, and again, another jaw dropper. And this is after the motorcycle scene, this, which we haven't even talked about yet. This blew my mind, especially because of the way he introduces it slowly by saying, close your eyes. You trust me? Of course I trust you. Close your eyes. Why do you want me to trust you with my eyes closed? Close your eyes. This whole time the snake is right there. He knows it. They're taking their time. Big eyes. Paul, is there any way we can rewind? What are you doing? I'm leaving a surprise for my friends. This suggests, this suggests he's done this before. He rips off the rattle part of the snake like ripping off a shrimp tail. It's like a crawfish. I I have a question for our gun guy. Because I somehow feel like he'll know. Do you guys have rattlesnakes here? Okay, cool. Just making sure. Because no. we have them in LA. I see them in, in California all the time, but it's a desert climate. So I was like, oh, is that, a, is that, yeah, go ahead. I'm less concerned about the rattlesnake, and I'm more concerned about how he saw it. Because the way the rattlesnake is positioned is, he's like, close your eyes. And I think the way that we would 
think is that it's coming down like this. But the snake is coming up her back like peekaboo, peekaboo. But it's like, where, what is it holding on to? It doesn't, a snake doesn't rise up like an elevator. Like, well. and how would you see? I assumed it was in the tree above. I thought it was in the tree coming down. It was coming down, like. But it's coming above. uh, It's coming over her shoulder. It's coming above her shoulder. It's like. Yeah, but they can do that. How? (laughs) Where's their tail? Hold on, June. What do you know about rattlesnakes? Well, I don't know a whole lot. But I feel like isn't that the whole thing about snakes that they're like one giant muscle so they can kind of like contract one giant and... muscle. Yeah. But yeah. Wait, it's got a balance on something. Yeah, I think there's a bo- I think the bottom was on a branch somewhere I think, yeah, I think and it's then in a tree. It, and okay. then it sort of worked its but way up. But they're on land. What do you mean? They the... are, but I think there's trees behind them somewhere. Okay. I think it's coming out of the tree. Got it. Okay, I so think there's so a low-limbed branch. Is it tree snakes? What do you guys think? What? Hold on, this lady no. knows. Okay. Okay. June is right. June is right but a that's... snake is all muscle. Yes. Case closed. Yeah. Just like I... Nolan's cops. No yeah, need to investigate, investigate further. Any further. Can I ask, she said June's right. Isn't the study of snakes herpetology? <sighs> well, Am it I came close? to the right person. That's how Am they were attracted. <laughs> right? <laughs> Guys? Okay. I, Maybe that's what happened to Nat. And now, I don't know. I don't know if when you're... I, and I do actually want to know. So if anyone has this information, please share. When you encounter a snake and intend to kind of subdue it or kill it, do you... You give it a... To like, yeah, then, a little you pu- then you punch and it. And then you punch. Because I was like, oh, that's interesting. Is he trying to disorient it? I think it? he's trying to stun it, that's not the kill st- it. Okay, so he couldn't, right, but I guess my question is like, why not only punch? Oh, because it'd bite him, I think. Oh, so he slaps so it he to hits close its, its mouth. First down, so it's like, whoa. Then he's right. like, bonk, which makes it, I believe, unconscious. <laughs> so that he can set it as a trap it, listen, for the guys later. It definitely yeah, looked did. like it had been knocked out. He but, approaches the fight with the snake the same way that he approaches the fight absolutely. with Mr. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, but that's a serious question. Like, is that, does that seem accurate? Do we have any herpetologists in the room? Has anyone bitch slapped and then punched a snake in the face? Somebody raised their hand. That's it. And that you get on the big gator tours. The good gator tours, you get to do that. The five-hour ones. A real missed opportunity, no gators in this movie. For this area, I was like, for sure, we're going to get some gators. Uh, well, I mean, it's, they spent all their money on the motorcycle budget because uh, as we're talking about the snake scene, true. we have to talk about this scene where he's on the run, he's on a motorcycle. We have established he doesn't know how to drive, but yet he knows how to fucking drive a motorcycle. I guess he knows how to drive a motorcycle. We'll see in a second. But he's on a chase. The bridge goes out or it's under construction. And this is the moment that I'm really confused at. He takes Yancey and goes, you stay here. From what I understand in this movie, she would be engulfed in flames at the end of this scene. But he puts her in harm's way and then does this.
Yancey is engulfed in flames and dead because that truck explodes right where he said, stay here, you'll be safe. That he, she has no chance of life or survival I, you know, after that. My only note on this scene, only, the only thing I have to say about it is I was bummed that he didn't forward roll over the car. Yeah. You know, there's he some tried. Great, you think he tried? Well, there because there's some the great somersaults in this movie, but uh, the, here he, I was like, In that oh. close-up, he is trying to do the forward fall, but the stuntman couldn't do it. Yeah. Like, that's what you're that's seeing. Stuntman. Like, rewind oh. it, Beth, rewind it just a second, because we watch, watch away just, just a little bit. You'll you see, like, right, watch, because you'll see he is trying to, like, that's a forward He's roll. He's going into it. Right, but then watch a stuntman. Watch this. Okay, so that's forward roll. He's trying to plan. Right, but he's going sideways. By the way, that's, that's a fucking nuts. That's, that's a nuts amazing. Stunt. That's an insane stunt. The stuntman, I think, tried to land on his feet. Oh, wait a second. While we're frozen here, what's his watch doing? One's a compass. That's a compass. And the other side's a calculator. Like, what's, what's his watch? Is it a compass? Compass, calculator, and watch. That's what he's got what, on this. What, I mean, like, honest to God, I'm just noticing this for the first time. It's the first time I'm seeing this on the big screen. It's better. And I'm genuinely like, what's up with this watch? <laughs> By the way, rewind it one more time, Beth, because you know what? We, we, we can keep the show a little bit long. Just rewind it just a little bit. I want to see when you, when you see him go forward, you the see another man's face. The movie are the great. The other man's face is great. It's right about, let's see, maybe a second before. It's, it's, the, it's right about, he, right before you see his face. Hold on. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Maybe a second. Oh, wait, yeah, just try. Okay, right, so his face. This is hit, incredible. Right, here's his face. You pit play. Let's just see if we can get to it. Another face, another yeah. face, right there. Yeah, if you rewind that, you can get that, you'll see another face fully. It's like a stuntman from Mel Gibson. There, yeah, that guy, yeah. that is. It looks like Jay Leno. It looks Jay like Jay Leno. Leno, denim on denim, standing on top of a motorcycle. Listen, God bless that stunt man. Yeah, I do some stunts. I don't use my Tonight Show money. I just do stunts. I use all my stunt money oh, instead. In spare time, they said they wanted to rent my motorcycles and my trucks. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, before we get to the audience, I need to, we got to talk about one other thing. Oh, which I is, mean, I have so many more notes, but yeah, go ahead. Um, thank God for Wilford Brimley. Oh. I wrote in my notes... Like, we're, we're so far into the movie. And I said, where's Wilford Brimley? I was actually worried. I'm like... You were worried that I, he might not be in the movie? I was, because I was so excited when I what saw his name in the beginning. And I was like, it was really quite some time until he shows up. No, Wilford oh, Brimley... right here, this frame right here highlights something I want to talk about. Swipe edits. <laughs> this movie has full swipe edits throughout that are... Like Star Wars. Like, that are from, like... Yes, that are from like 30s and 40s serials. It's fucking nuts. I loved it. When they meet Wilford Brimley, at first it just looked like an old, an old man. And I will say this. What I know about Wilford Brimley, he's got a very distinctive, um, uh, like kind of the most Americana accent. I'm going to talk, I'm going to tell you some shit, and this is it. You know, and it's like, and so when he opens his mouth in this movie, my jaw... Yeah, it was shocking. ...done dropped. <laughs> yeah. Because... I don't know what, is this Creole? Is this French? Is this like some bastard? I don't even know. I want to get to the audience what they think of this too, but I guess it's a Creole accent. Take a listen. We fix him up good. Put bandage on it, no hurt. Be strong, my boy. Duvet. 
I've got some people after me. I know. I can smell them. You still get a 30 out of 6, the one I gave you for your birthday? No. A Gatorade. In and out. But, uh. Out. I still got your shotgun. It, he man is. will chase after you. He is he like. mad at you for business or pleasure. He. Oh, we can pause it for a second. He's made a choice uh -huh. and he's regretting it. He's in and out of it. It like I feel I like I want to say something that is completely insane. Yeah. In this movie right here, Wilford Brimley is 9 years older than me. Currently. Wow. wow. In this movie, that actor is 9 years older than I am currently. What's happening? <laughs> How wild is that? Now, how's your Creole accent? Oh, them gone gators. <laughs> them gone gators got my crawdad. Oh, them <laughs> po' boys and them have? gators and them crawdads. All right, so Jason and I watch movies in subtitles. June, I know you don't like it, but we're millennials, so that's I've what started, we do. I've actually started to do a pub. Um, this is a, this is a This is a moment that I saw that I couldn't hear, but it was on the screen. This is Lance Hendrickson uh, when he's upset with one of the people. When the man is attacked by a snake, this is what I see. I'll fuck you, then I'll eat oh, yeah. you. I, I heard him say this. Yeah, he said that. I was shocked. I rewound it three times and took a picture of it just because I was like, I'll fuck you and then I'll eat you? Incredible stuff. In I really way, feel like that was improvised. I was just going to say, I guarantee yeah. that's a Lance Hendrickson uh, improvised line because why would you do it in that order? Fuck you and then I'll eat you. I, I, I like... Two I guess types I work of pleasure. Up an appetite after fucking you, so I gotta chomp, chomp, eat you. I mean, this is from the guy whose big line in the third act of the movie is, "Hey!" Like he just yells, "Hey!" <laughs> like, like that. Like that's a guy. I don't got it. He does it twice. Hey! <laughs> uh, hey, hey! How are you? Like it's, it's. I guess it's a nice moment of just pure desperation, but he's so eloquent throughout that I would love to have had him yell something else. Like, he, he runs out of good lines as you the know, movie goes on. One of my, again, I have so few critiques of this movie, so this is really the only one. I did, I did wish his death was a little bit better at the end. Yes. The Lance Hendrickson. Uh, yes, yeah. sorry, Lance Hendrickson. I, I was like, the grenade, I don't, I want a kick. You know, I want to... I, I want a... Well, you want a line. Like, I want that grenade to go in his pants and then go... Nuts. Well, and, okay, like, you know, perhaps... And that's perhaps, what I wanted. Uh, I agree with you 100% because here's the thing. Van Damme, known for his physicality, his kicks, his yeah. punches. His, that's what he's... And so, yes, in this movie, he's, he's got a lot of gunplay, shotgun, handguns, all that stuff. Okay, I'm on board. But the final death final moment, a grenade felt like blunt too clunky and clumsy yeah. to me in a way that i was like uh oh there's a grenade in my pants you wanted him to kick his neck off or something like that like you wanted the throat rip yes. equivalent like you that, needed yes. you needed the last leg 
like the I last leg hit, kick. I wanted JCVD to kick Lance Hendrickson's head off of his body. Yeah. I see a lot of notes, a lot of handwritten notes. I want you to introduce yourself in your best Wilford Brimley accent. <laughs> and uh, you say, hi, my name is this, and my question is this. All right, so here we go. Hi, my name is Caroline. Great. <laughs> and my question is, like three or four times throughout the movie, birds seem to help Jean-Claude Van Damme. Okay. Oh Did anyone this have- is oh signature God. John Woo doves and pigeons. This is, a, this is one of John Woo's artistic signatures, which is slow motion, doves, and in this case, pigeons. Um, yeah. Hel- and in this case, they, they are actively helping Jean-Claude Van Damme find clues, do stuff. It's as if they are his allies in the thing. But it is also part of John Woo's filmmaking, if you watch the rest uh, it, of his but, but what's tough about that is, like, doves are one thing, but pigeons are so disgusting. That every time, like, when that oh, pigeon yeah. was sitting on his shoulder, I was like, you need to bathe for guys, one week. I sent you guys that picture. Yes, it yeah. was the only really... picture I took of the screen was the, when John, rather, when Jean-Claude Van Damme winks at the pigeon on his shoulder. I was like, so, they have more chemistry than him and Nat. True. And the other thing is, I do think he is able to do bird calls... With his uncle, that because that's their special, hi, it's me, knock, 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 knock. That's their special signal that it's all clear. But I thought he was actually communicating with the pigeons, like actually communicating through, the, through calls. Do you think that yeah, pigeon... I, I think you might be right. <laughs> yeah. Was pig- a cop? Like the pigeons are like his greatest ally until Wilford Brimley arrives. I mean, the pigeon... Doing what you just said, coming in and helping him find clues, is wild. That's well, listen, a... again, the police force is down, so someone had to step up. That's it was true. The, it was the pigeons. There it is. What is your name and your best uh, Cajun accent and your question? Oh, I am George Michael. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my question is that, um, so... A Wander Brothers executive said that, like, Lance Hendrickson and also, I believe his name is Arnold Vosul, yeah. he had, they had great chemistry. If, yeah, and they, yeah, <laughs> um, they, uh, the executive said that, like, the person, like, they regret not having a movie with them. If you could have a movie with them, would you want them to be a villain, like, a villain duo? that wins in the end, or a buddy, like, cop, comedy kind of thing going on. Oh, I think I see what you mean. For me, I would have loved, hmm, I guess there is a world in which the movie could have existed where the, the franchise is them. They kill JCVD at the end of this movie. They win, and they go and set up in, where were they saying, Eastern Europe they yeah. were going to go to next? And the next movie is them in Eastern Europe versus Stallone. Or them in Eastern Europe versus Nicolas Cage. Or them in... that The franchise is built around the bad guys. Wouldn't that be cool? That's well, I, I, love, I, I love that idea. I think I just... I still really struggle with the fact that they don't play fair. I mean, we haven't even talked about the opening scene when Daddy dies. But Daddy... Daddy, Daddy does... You know, they set up the rules, like, 
if he gets to the river, he wins. Yes. But he got there. Yeah. Oh, his fingernails on the dock. The sound of his fingernails on the dock was harrowing. This is a question for everybody, but first to June and Jason. Is the river the dock or the river? Like, is the dock still land? Here's the thing. Paul, he says if he gets to the river and he's honestly beyond the river. He's more he's, than at the river. He's, he's, he's over the river. He's in the ri- He's above the river on the dock, so the river is underneath. So he certainly has reached the river's limits. And then he falls we into got, the river itself. Yes. Well, guys, we guys wanted you to hear this because this guy's yelled it out four times. Here, I, I'm going to come back to you. You yell it out. Okay, here we go. Just yell what you've just been yelling. His feet fell through. He hit the river. Okay, there we go. Okay. Carhartt overalls has that to say. <laughs> You have the question. But, but no, but I guess the thing is, the challenge wasn't submerge your body in the river. It was get to it. I agree. Once you get to the rivers, once you pass They the, don't play by the rules. And I don't like that. They play dirty. I don't dirty. like that. They play dirty. Wait, hold on. We have a bad guy defender. What do you say? Oh, I'm just saying there's a geography technicality because he starts in the French Quarter. The very next shot, he's on the West Bank. There's no way to get there without being in the river. There it is. He had to be in a river. Wait, so you're saying he, he kind of lapped the river like he had been there There's twice? There's no way to cross that shit. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay, so you have to know New Orleans geography in order to understand the I'm technicality so of the beginning of the movie? I'm so upset. So this, you're telling me this movie only really works in this city. Well, listen, I think what we're learning, or I guess this is my question, you know, does anyone ever get away? I mean, they've been in business for no. years. No. no, I don't think so. Nobody's got that know. 10,000, because they play dirty. Although it they did do. feel like when uh, Perry shot that guy, they didn't seem shocked by it. So that may happen a few times too. But I bet you they still take the $10,000 and kill him because when Perry killed the hunter, they're like, kill him. They weren't like, he gets $10,000. It was like, kill him. Yeah. Now it's time for second opinions. Hot target, a five-star movie. JCVD kicking with ease. Hunting homeless veterans through New Orleans because it's a hot target, hot target. Amazing. What's your name? Great work. My name's Jesse, and uh, I like that guy that left earlier. I also love you guys, but I'm still here. Thank you, Jesse. Nice work, You Jesse. can walk down the stairs. These are five-star reviews cold from Amazon. There are uh, 3,057 well, reviews. yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, 4.6 out of five stars is the average. That's uh, yes. 76% are five-star, 2% are one-star. And these are the weirdest ones compiled by Nate Kiley. All right, so here we go. This one starts off from Gloria back in 2020. My husband loves this movie. He just can't get enough of it, which I find weird. But it's Van Damme. Five stars, best movie of all time. This one's for the husbands. This one is from Frankie D from 2013. This is one of the best Jean-Claude Van Damme movies ever because most of his movies are crap. He cannot act. 
And he does the same fight scenes over and over in all of his movies. This was good because it was John Woo. The slow motion style and the two guns and a whole lot of shooting. Van Damme was serviceable. He didn't really mesh well with Woo because Van Damme likes to do a lot of kicks. And Woo likes guns. Overall, it was a good movie. Five stars. One of the best Van Damme movies ever. Just didn't get that was going to be five stars. Really came in there. Um, this one I like from Evans Frederick from 2017. This is my favorite actor, JCVD. I like this movie so much. I remember when I was 14 years old and that this movie came to a theater close to me. I mean, back home. Five stars. Uh, also, this gentleman, Scotty, kind of missed the point of the review when he goes, not exactly a complaint. Well, this is a review section, so not either. But the package I got contained four Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, not just Hard Target. But it did include Hard Target. So, I ain't mad. Five stars. Can you imagine the joy when you order Hard Target and three other JCVD I movies mean. are in the package? What a delight. That, that's like a, that's Christmas come early. I really. mean, 100%. And this is one that I thought was disturbing. From DeJour Thomas. He writes this. I love watching this movie with my mom. I used to reenact the scenes with my toy pop gun. Five stars. <laughs> I did love that in this movie, all bullets seemed to explode with the, to the level of yeah. like, a, a, like a, a, a landmine every time they hit. Like <laughs> I mean, one bullet, bullet blew up a house. Every bullet triggers an, a legitimate explosion. Yeah, uh, during the warehouse scene at the end, there's a container that takes off like a rocket. Yeah. It truly... Um, from just a single shot. It just is like... It, it goes up, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't even explode. No, it no, just, yeah, yeah, exactly. It like, it, like jumps wild. up in the air. But yet this movie does the best stuntman trick of all time. Motorcycles, snake punches, exploding rockets, houses. They have the budget, but they didn't have enough budget to do one scene where they just fly into moving boxes. Just yeah, yeah. A, a wall of like a moving truck and then just moving boxes. Like, oh, we crash into the moving boxes? Like, that's <laughs> like when you have no money to do stunts, you fall into moving boxes. I thought that was fun and cheap. Um, some <laughs> facts from Nate Kiley here. Um, Van Damme would insist on having one of the cameras focused on his muscles at all times. Yeah. Woo complied, By the way, but never used I that footage. Do, I need to make that part of my contract. Yeah, you got to yeah. put that in your writer. I need people to like be, I need, I need there to be an a, yeah. a extra camera just trained on my bod. Yeah, figure it out, I mean, line producer. Work it in the budget. It's not my problem. <laughs> Budget, 18 million. Opening weekend, 10. Domestic gross, 32. Worldwide gross, 74 million. Yeah. Great. Did work wonderful. It comes out the same year as Jurassic Park, Mrs. Doubtfire, The Fugitive. It came in 48th. It was beaten by Demolition Man, and it beat Super Mario Brothers, Look Who's Talking Now, Surf Ninjas, Mr. Nanny, and Airborne. That's a big How Did This Get Made year. Uh, and what, the, a, what, a, what a great year. <laughs> what a time what a to be alive. Year for film. Yeah. And the tagline is, don't hunt what you can't kill. And that is hard target. 
Uh, New Orleans. You did it. You did it. Wow. But uh, quickly, what do we want to plug, Jason? Uh, what do you want to tell people about? Um, I will say that if you haven't started it, it, I cannot recommend highly enough the Amazon Prime series Paper Girls. Um, and if you watch it, it's incredible. It's great. It's based on the Brian K. Vaughn and Cliff Chang comic book. And at a certain point, I am in it. I didn't know that. And I get to be a bad guy. It's I fun. I love it. Did you take any lessons from Lance Hendrickson? Oh, boy. I wish I'd seen this movie before this. I would have absolutely <laughs> taken inspiration from Lance Hendrickson, for sure. And June, what do you got? I'm in this season of Everything is Trash, Phoebe Robinson's show on, on Freeform. So I'm doing a couple of episodes, and the, the last two that I'm in are coming out in the next few weeks. And then uh, I will quickly just plug... What am I going to plug? I have to look at what I put. Oh, yeah, you can listen to Unspooled. Quentin Tarantino was on it. And every Thursday night, Rob Hubel and I, who actually work with Jean-Claude Van Damme, do a show on Twitch, totally for free. Uh, if you just go to Twitch or YouTube, you can watch it there. And um, Star Trek... Uh, Lower Decks Season 3 starts next week, which will be great. And um, thank you for being with us. This is a massive big show to kick us off. Uh, thank you uh, to Beth running the tech. First time out back on the road. Thank you, Beth. Uh, thank you, everybody here at the Fillmore. We're going to take a uh, post Thank pictures. you, everybody who was brave enough to do your second opinion song. Yes, in front thank of, you so much. In front of a crowd of judgmental people. Wow, people are getting up and leaving. They got to go. You know what? You gotta get home. I understand. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, New Orleans. Thank you for coming out. We Thank love you seeing so you. We did it. Night. Nice Thank work, you. New Orleans. Go fuck Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispy from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen, remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, 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 of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface.